0: Empire Hello and welcome to my podcast Today I'm joined by former Washington tight end and broadcaster Chris Cooley It's been a while since you've heard from him, at least on this podcast He's always great, so I wanted to ask about a variety of topics What he's up to these days, new name, quarterbacks Sean McVeigh, and more. You'll love hearing from him. Don't forget you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have plenty of stories up now about the name change, taking a deep dive inside the rebrand, how they reached this point. I think they knew people would be upset about the name no matter what. There are stories too about the roundtable hearing in Congress with former employees of the team. Also, don't forget to go over to Empire Media YouTube where you can see the interviews or most of them, um, and subscribe there. Okay, that's a, it's another good way to to get a um, to get the podcast, and it's and you can sometimes see who's on there, and you know, kind of cool. So there you go. Head over there, subscribe Empire Media YouTube. As a reporter, there's not a whole lot I can say about those hearings um, because you got to have to kind of play it straight. Um, I can analyze um, it, but I think we all know it continues to be a bad look for owner Dan Snyder. I also think it takes a lot of guts for people to come forward in a setting like that. They want to be heard, and they are. I don't know what they'll come of it, but they're being heard. It was not a good organization for a long time as far as the business culture, etc. I do believe it's in a better spot now as everyone who was named in the reports or caused issues are no longer here, except, of course, for Snyder. The NFL, and that's a big one, don't get me wrong, but the NFL will at least investigate Tiffany Johnson's allegations about him trying to push her into his limo. He denied the allegation. I was also told she declined to speak to Beth Wilkinson for the report for whatever reason. So the NFL didn't know about what she had said. That one bears watching to see where it goes. And I don't know what the ultimate decision will be. That's above my level right now. I haven't been able to look into too much of it. It's happened so recent. Um, Could the NFL levy more punishment off this? I don't know. The other stories that that you heard in those roundtable hearings were already told to the NFL during the investigation. So nothing they said will really prompt the NFL to do much because they already knew about what they had said. But they've continued to shine a light on on poor workplace behavior. When Congress investigated steroids, I was told by members that it did so because steroid abuse was rampant in society at lower levels, not just in major league baseball, but in the minor leagues, in high schools, in multiple sports, They viewed it as a health safety issue. That's why they wanted to tackle it. Right now, this situation is about one team. But I think we're kidding ourselves if we think this is the only place where this sort of culture exists or or, or existed. I know people want Snyder forced out. I don't know if this helps that desire or not. I do wonder how much of it stems from the fact that while he might be more disliked than other owners, I'm quite sure there would be, it's, as far as owners go, I'm quite sure there would be others wor- other owners worrying about things getting turned on them for either their own behavior or how things are inside their building. I hear enough stories about other places to know this was not the only NFL organization like this. There are really bad owners, One, some who are just cads who won Super Bowls. But from an on-field perspective, when an owner butts in, you know, they can be like that, but if an, from an on-field perspective, when an owner butts into key decisions in terms of talent that he has no business making, like on quarterbacks, then it leads to trouble, or at least not just a bad organization, but not a very good team. Still, I'll just say I'm surprised that hap- what's happened here, as far as allegations and stories, has not yet taken place with another organization. It's not easy to come forward in these situations. So I understand that part. It's not easy at all. A big difference here as was compared to other places, it was explained to me by a former longtime employee is the way Snyder treated people while here. Didn't matter if it was male or female. Now, if a woman is being sexually harassed for a long period of time and and she works for another team, that should come out regardless of others like the owner or not. But here the person told me things come out because of how others say they were treated while working here. Are they all lying? You want to know why there were always leaks here in the past? Because people weren't happy, whether while here or after they left. When I talk to former employees, it's like they've left a dysfunctional relationship and they didn't realize how bad it was until they got out and marvel at what they put up with. As the person said, there was one person who was a problem. And he said, just to be clear, Snyder was involved in every decision. So that's, that's where we are at that point. The sad part here is that there are many in the organization trying to advance this place, but Snyder's presence continues to trip up any effort. The roundtable hearing will probably lead to a congressional hearing and more publicity surrounding this. Maybe it gets to a courtroom, I don't know, but it seems like every time others try to take a step forward, the past brings them back. I know President Jason Wright has told me a few times he hopes everything comes out so they can move past this. I I don't know what else he can do aside from cooperating with whatever he knows and not trying, you know, and doing, you know, but again, calling for everything to be full transparent. That's probably his role. This isn't over. So while the team moved on from its past in one way, led by people who weren't here a couple of years ago, in many other ways, that past remains an anchor. Before I play my conversation with Chris, I did want to return to the name for one minute or at least aspects of it. I spoke with Rick Snyder about it on Wednesday so you can get the full conversation on that podcast. I don't know how it'll feel in a few years with the commanders. I think it's a lot better than the Wizards, so they didn't have the worst name change in town, in my opinion. (laughs) Not that it's a great contest. I'm still not crazy about the white uniforms at all. The colors look different, more red. Make them burgundy numbers and stripes, and it's much better. Much, much better. I'm guessing it's too late to do that, maybe down the road. I tweeted out a picture of one fan's version of the jersey alongside the actual one. The new one, the one, the fan one. I thought was better. It included the proper burgundy shade. It has been viewed. That tweet has been viewed by by probably around two hundred thousand people. Why? Because whatever the name is or was going to be, the uniforms were key in helping the fans move forward. And I'm not sure they accomplished that goal with all of the ones they rolled out. Although I I will say, when I talk to players or former players, they do like the uniforms, and I do think they like the white one. So there, you. That's that's what I know. And with the years of the Super Bowl winners on the crest, those were approved by the NFL. However, and for those if you haven't heard, you know that it says instead of 82, 87, 91, those are the teams, the seasons they won. It's 83, 88, 92, the year of the actual Super Bowl. Um, However, why think Washington can still change them? And I do think that's something Jason Wright will consider. He said as much on Kevin Sheehan's radio show, and I was told the same later in the day. Doesn't mean he will, but I think it's something they know they can correct. I hope they do, because it's one more thing that bug fans. If you're not sure where, where to, what year to put, then as Rick Snyder and I talked about on the podcast, use Roman numerals. Anyway, I'm done. You're waiting for Chris Cooley, so it's time to deliver. So here's my conversation with the former Washington tight end broadcaster. What he's doing now, what he thinks of the name and also some quarterbacks he's familiar with and ask his opinion on them, guys who might be realistic options here. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to one odds on either team. Bet just $5 to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code KIME K-E-I-M, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 286 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code KIME at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Welcome back. Now, here's my conversation with Chris Cooley. Well, Chris, it's always good to catch up with you. And so, and it, you know, I mean, we still talk a, a good about and all that, but I know people like to hear from you too. So give people, before we get into the football stuff, give people a sense of what you are doing now. What's your life like? Where are you?
1: Well, we are still in Wyoming. We moved almost, almost two, two years, years, ago years ago out, out here. I'm at I'm wrestling at practice right now with my four-year-old. He's uh, He started wrestling. But it's crazy because it's four, five, and six, and there's 25 kids in the wrestling program there. Really? They, they all wrestle. Yeah, they're little kid. I mean, they're little. And my son's a big dude. I mean, he's bigger than most of the five- and six-year-olds, honestly. But he's still figuring it out. Right? It's hilarious. We're, we're in this debate of do we do do we do the tournament or do we do matches or we just do practice? And like, he doesn't really know the rules. (laughs) They try to teach him moves. I mean, they try to learn a double leg takedown and a half Nelson. And it's like, there's no chance. (laughs) (laughs) I have a couple friends that have kids in the program. We take them out and then we're just like, go. It's like little kid fight club. Just go. (laughs) wrestle so we actually asked him i said do you want to go and wrestle against the other kids on the other teams he said no i need i need to practice more to dad so <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty good idea but we're doing that and my uh, my daughter's seven and she, we just got a horse and so she rides a horse when it's not cold right now and it's it's actually it's amazing we we just i just got my second f- child four-wheeler oh, wow. so we have a ton of land so they can ride them in our backyard and so they're just they're doing four-wheelers and horses and sports and and um, I've been hanging out and building we're gonna start building the house we've been building stuff so I'm, I'm getting better and better day by day time at sheetrock and drywall and trim and framing. And
0: <laughs> the drywall so is like I, there are things I can do around the house but the drywall always intimidates me and just like putting the mud on there like it's just it doesn't. The videos make it look so easy, and then you go try and do them. Like this does not look like I would. The it videos, should.
1: they do. <laughs> but it, it is funny because I get that question. Like, so what do you do, or what are you what are you doing? And I, I love doing nothing. It's not like I'm doing nothing, you know.
0: Well, you were building that. that but uh, I worked on that house for hours a day. Well, I'm
1: the, G, I'm the I've been the general contractor on this project we just built, which is a shop house where my mom's living with a shop attached to it or a giant garage. No one, no one back East understands every single, it's so common here to build a giant garage with a house attached to a shop house. Or if you live here, it's called a shouse. <laughs> I explained it to my friends from home and they're like, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm doing that. And we're, we're going to start building a new home on our property in April and so I'm in GC that, and it's been awesome, man. We're coaching, just, some, uh,
0: coaching some football.
1: I, yeah, I coached high school football this year. Absolutely. That was a, that, you know, I really wanted to coach NFL football. Uh, and I gave I, and you know this and uh, I think a lot of people that know me know this, but I don't know if anyone knows quite how hard I tried really? and I didn't even get an interview, man. And it was super frustrating. And I felt like that was the thing that I should do. I'd wanted to do that soon after I'd retired. And it just, I didn't go in that direction. And so it's like, well, okay. I mean, when can we get into it? And and I didn't think it was going to be something like, if if I had the QC, then I'll I'll go quality control. Well, that's not, that's not available. Like I, I, I couldn't get an interview for quality control. Like, it, it's amazing. You got to go intern. You got to spend time. I don't know. I don't. I didn't know what to do, and so I was a little frustrated, you know, after last year's hiring process. And coaching high school football made me well aware of the fact that I don't. It. it I just want to be around ball.
0: Yeah, like it's yeah.
1: fine. So, you know, I, I thought there would have been an opportunity to coach in the NFL. And mm-hmm. There's just I, I could have kept pushing, I guess. But I I don't know, I'm almost 40 and I have two young kids. That's that time has passed.
0: Well, and I you know it's funny because in talking to a lot of guys who have played pro ball and who made good money, like the ability to coach high school ball is a great substitute because you you've you've made your money. You don't you know, you could go do it because you could clearly do it. But you can get you can kind of scratch that itch with high school. And you and the lifestyle is better if you if you have all the money banked.
1: Yeah, it was just. I think it would have been a great challenge to coach in the NFL, and I think that that I could have done a lot of things as coach in the NFL. And I and, you know, it's funny you talk about. Well, people made the, that made good money. You know, I started with that. Like, hey, this isn't why I'm not doing this for money. That was probably the worst thing I could have said. <laughs> like, wow. oh, so you could quit whenever you wanted to. When, right. Okay, I probably should have told him I was broke and I needed a job.
0: Uh, I do remember you drawing up plays that other coaches might take.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, football's a fun game though. It's it's evolving every day. And I don't know, she, she, watching what Kansas City did throughout the year and the playoffs. And I know they lost to Cincinnati, but and, and San Francisco and what they've created with that run game. And Kyle's evolved it to, to every player. And all, it's such a great, evolution of a sport and it's a smart game and it's smart on a high school level it's as it's as much time as you want to make it
0: well I was going to say too because the big thing for you because you do have a very smart offensive mind do you feel like it can be used there and and again to feel like you can be challenged in that way
1: I feel like high school kids can understand so much more than people or high school coaches in general think they're capable of it. You have massive time restraints because there's school, school would end at three 30 and practice starts at four. There's no meeting per se. I mean, you don't, you get very little meeting time, but that, you can manage that differently where you could meet for an extra 20 minutes and shorten practice. So it's an hour and 40 instead of two. But then it's also that all your guys that you're teaching, they, 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 all our guys played both ways. Right. So you got half an off half day of offense, half day of defense, and it's a little bit different. But I think that there's still so much strategy that you can implement, and there's a lot of fun ways to do it. And I spent a lot of time over the last two years creating a language that made sense on any level, which I I think is phenomenal right now. I mean, I'd love to, at some point, I'll have a chance to to have it done that way, and I'd love to see how it works with young kids and and the language that it's just, I, I just made it simple, man. I, I made it, it. So everything's got to be six words and like every play call can't be more than six or seven words. And, and I found a way to, like it, it, everyone calls double right or double left. I, you, it's hard to say right, left two or three times in a play. Right. So I found a way to eliminate, eliminate that. And this would, this would be a six hour conversation. So we won't have it, but I did spend a lot of time as a dork in an <laughs> offense.
0: Well, have you have you maintained contact with like Sean or Kyle? And I know, you know, I know for you and Sean were close for a little bit. Have you maintained contact with them?
1: Yeah, like Sean and most of these most of the guys in the coaching world are you maintain contact with them in February and March and April. Right, right. Sean is unavailable.
0: Yeah, he's a little bit busy right now.
1: Like we'll text back and forth every once in a while, but he's and I understand that. It's I, to some extent, I mean, I, I don't think it's that hard to, to text your friends back, but <laughs> I say that and I don't text my friends back. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> do they pick your brain sometimes for stuff? No,
1: no, they, they, I mean, they just don't, we don't talk okay. about that very often. I don't know. Yeah. Like Sean has in the past. I have other, like I have a few college coaches and we spend time, talking ball and, and then there's a lot of people that I get to talk ball sure. with, but
0: are you when when you know one of the things I'm going to get into like Washington stuff name and all that, but like because we're talking about Sean, and then you get guys like you know Kevin O'Connell looks sounds like he'll be the Vikings' next head coach. Um, any surprise there? What do you think of that?
1: I look at the Bengals are in the Super Bowl and Zach Taylor's know, the head Zach coach, Taylor. and Matt Lafleur was that close to the Super Bowl, and Kyle Shanahan was that close, and they're all essentially the Shanahan or McVeigh tree. And so why would you think that what McVeigh's doing doesn't work? Right. Like it's, it, it's unfortunate in a lot of ways that a guy like urban Meyer who tries to do the hard nose, do it right. Or we're going to have problems is it can't last, but that's right. not the world we live in anymore. And I think right. he understands that. And you, you know, urban's a guy I've talked to over the, over the past and, and I've kept in touch with. And I think he, he, he understands. I can't, that's the way I coach. I can't do it that way. Right. But Sean has evolved his coaching style and his his manner and the way he does things for whatever reason, for what works with NFL football players right now. And I don't know it, w- how Kevin will turn out. I, I know he's incredibly smart and bright as, as a football coach, offense and defense. I know he understands things on a massively high level. And without that, I think it's tough. But it's also the relationships that you maintain create with coaches and players that it that pushes your team to win and lose
0: yeah and that's that's a thing like I always found I found Kevin to be smart you know a personable guy and I don't know what that'll mean for him as a head coach but he is personable and I always enjoy talking to him so you know I don't know you know is he like Sean I think Sean was just unique You know, Sean was unique as far as like you knew when he was 27 that he's going to be a head coach soon. Um, I don't you know, with Kevin, I think there was he's a little bit older, but he's not that much older. So did you see when he was here? Did you what did you how much did you get a chance to talk to him? And, you know, just about offense or whatever in general.
1: I talked to Kevin a little bit, not as much as guys like Sean or Jay. I wasn't as close. I I was around that staff enough especially in the last couple of years before they were all gone to understand that kevin does ha- know how to find a way to get some control and have some authority more mm-hmm. than i would have expected he would have had with guys like jay and bill callahan because without being in the meetings and around them kevin doesn't seem like he's strongly outspoken right. but i think he is i, I think from seeing some of that on the inside, I think he is a little bit stronger and more outspoken than I would have perceived. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. We'll see on on him. Yeah, I think he's got a great opportunity, and he understands the game, and he understands players, and he's got a good shot.
0: Good, good for Kirk.
1: They worked together for a year. Right, I don't right. particularly remember how that evolved, and that was in Kirk's. That wasn't a that was a bad year for Kirk yes, to you have mean. a relationship with anybody on the team, and. Whether or not, I mean, he created a lot of that as well, but I, I don't know how they how they worked that year. I, I personally, knowing Kevin and Kirk, think they'd be tremendous together. Okay. I think it'd be
0: great. Do, um, do you are you surprised that? Would you think Mike McDaniel, Raheem Morris, those guys? What do you think of them as? You know, Mike's name came up more this offseason. Um, what do you think about those two as possible head coaches?
1: So I think that Raheem Morris is a head coach right now, no questions. I think he got a bad break as a head coach in Tampa, taking over a team in the middle of a year that wasn't the best opportunity. Um, It wasn't a long enough run for him. Uh, Since that time, I think he's been fortunate to be around uh, amazing coaches and staffs over the Mm -hmm. last, whatever, eight years. Uh, I think he's a brilliant coach. I think he's the most personable get along with. I like him. I think, and I, and I, the player I played when he was coaching and Ra is loved by everybody in the building and he's given respect as well. It's not just a buddy, buddy thing. Like he has a lot of respect. I I, I mean, Ra was a guy that I remember when Sean was the OC, they spent more time together picking each other's brains on how they were going to do things. What, what works What's tough for you? How do you defend this? How are you gonna look at this? Like, he's a well thought out, smart, good coach. Raheem Morris is a head coach right now. If I was he would probably be my first candidate. Right, He's a guy
0: that and I'll I'll be honest, Chris. Like, he's a guy when a lot of the minority names get mentioned. I'm like, that's to me, he's the guy that's that I wish would get another shot. That of the ones that I know, I hope I would love to see him get another shot. I mean, like see anybody get a shot, but I wish his name would come up more often. I guess that's what I'm trying to say because I've always You know, I felt like, you know, he was very young when he had the job. I know, you know, I assume he learned a lot, but I also found him to be very personable. Like you said, players really liked him. Um, And not just because he was a fun guy, because I felt like they felt like he got something out of them. And that he dealt with them well. And I like that he also went to the offensive side of the ball for a year or two. Yeah. And, and I think that was in Baltimore. So Atlanta, no, coach I, receiver. I'm sorry, that was Atlanta. It was sorry. Yeah, I don't want to say Baltimore, but um, so I like that. And so I, I like that he improved himself with that. I wish he would get another shot.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I don't even think without even thinking or mentioning the minority thing, he's the best possible head coach this year yeah yeah
0: and i don't mean to say but like no and i understand what you're saying because
1: that's that's where the nfl is and the Flores thing all came up and but i I just think ricky morris the best possible candidate right now i think yeah i think he's phenomenal
0: i i agree with you i yeah, you're right and i don't want to classify just as that but because um because there was so much been attention on minority coaches who deserve another shot and I don't feel his name gets mentioned a lot whether regardless of anything but his name should be mentioned more because I think he'd do a good job what about Mike he'd McDaniels? be the
1: he'd be the guy if you, if you had this I'll guarantee you this if you had to say Sean who would you want to keep if you had if it was him or Kevin Sean would Sean would keep Raheem He's, um, I'm sure that would be a big loss for Sean and then McDaniels so I was around McDaniels when he was young as a QC in Washington, and we got a chance to hang out with him a little bit, and and I think the first couple of years he was a little wild, still young, having fun, but literally the smartest. You talk about Sean being smart, and Sean has this insane memory. Mike McDaniel's is the smartest guy I've been around. He's <laughs> he brilliant. comes
0: across like that.
1: He is absolutely brilliant, and he'll be he'll he'll be a good coach. i I've, I've Got a chance to talk to him over the past few years and i I think he's really become a great football coach and
0: what and, what you makes know, good, stuff
1: those are those are two really good coaches
0: what makes a good head coach for you because like some guys could be you could bring up mike like brilliant offensive mind brilliant but is but is it what translates to being a good having that and then being a good head coach besides a quarterback i, I think i think
1: there's so much to it obviously the quarterback's the the key part and you see that with teams that are going to win and teams that win in the future and teams that don't and coaches that last a pairing of quarterback and coach is, is paramount, but above and beyond that, like you, you have to, they have to understand what their culture is and who they are as a person really well to understand how to build that around them. Because it, it's, it's really an extension of the head coach, what your culture is, who is he? And do you know yourself? It don't, it can't be some fake thing just to, just to say we have a culture we don't have a culture it's it's how do i want to run things and they have to understand that and 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 then you have to figure out how do we get dudes like how, how do we get guys and and where do i go and what's the process because if you don't have dudes you can't win games
0: let's go to the name name commanders what do you think i hate it (laughs) <laughs> A lot of people listening to you probably agree with you i
1: i don't i i just i don't like it it's really interesting i i did the podcast with she three days ago or the day before the name came out okay. and i said I, I i think I'll feel indifferent to it I don't care one way or another it's not my team anymore uh I saw the logo <laughs> it just looks so weird yeah. It's so, it's so different. It's so, I, I don't, I don't like it. I'm sorry.
0: I, I, my I thing. Think, yeah. I think there's, I'll be curious to see if people warm to it because I think this is going to have to be a overtime thing because it with the initial reaction hasn't been great. Um, and I think winning would help. I think a lot of people think that, but will you, do they ever like, all these alumni here. Have they ever invited you back yet? Yeah,
1: yeah, they've invited me back.
0: So, there you go. Um,
1: yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not. I'm not averse to coming back. It's just I. It's been two years. It's not like I've been gone forever. And right. I, I don't need to go see a game.
0: <laughs> Do you think can this team ever? Can they win with Dan Snyder as the owner?
1: Yeah, yeah, they can. If they got the right coach and GM in place, and they can run their program, yeah, they can't. He's proven they can't win with him making decisions in any way, shape, or form on players.
0: Right, right.
1: Like he's proven that he cannot get the right player, the quarterback, the guy. The, like he's. It's been long enough to see that unfold. That that's not his thing. That's going to be wrong. I I think that he's been wrong, and everyone other than Joe, essentially, and or or he's not given enough time to guys that could have, like Marty. And I mean, I wasn't there for that, but it's hard to watch that team not win for that long, and look at that the stadium and see it less than half full, and I, I I feel sad for the fans. I do because the, the connection and the commitment, even when I got there, was so amazing. It was so incredible to be a part of that. Yeah. And I know it's not there anymore. And it's, it's funny, you know, not, not being attached to it the way I was even working for it. I just, just don't, it's not that I don't care, but I don't feel that I don't know. I don't feel that connection. That said, though, I, I've heard this whole talk, like everyone talking about, yeah, this name change. It's uh, that's it. That's the last straw. It's not my team. Dude, seriously, like, I, go find another team. Is that even, can you ever reconnect to something that you loved as a kid? Or like, you can't just pick another team,
0: right? Right. You can't. Like,
1: wh- whether or not I'm truly on the edge of my seat for a, a Washington season, it doesn't mean I'm gonna go cheer for the Bengals. Right. <laughs> like that was my team for 17 years. Like I had a connection to that. Like I'm not moving on to a new team or a new thing. It just, as of right now, it, it's hard to feel, it's hard to commit to.
0: It is. And I, you know, I think like there's that deep emotional attachment that people had and I'd go back and watch like, you know, the 91 team was celebrated or they had the anniversary a, a couple of weeks ago and you'd watch some of the videos from back then you watch some of the videos from the eighties. And it's like, just what it was like then. And just, you see the you know the the name the helmets and all that and just like the bi- the drastic changes for fans even with that and then with the fact that they haven't won for so long it's just like I I I do feel for this fan base and believe me I mean I can feel the um, frustration and the anger quite a bit not directed at me but just directed in general because it's just been brutal.
1: Well, and they should appreciate the anger, and I don't think they do. But the anger is better than the apathy, and. and- yeah. That's they, they should appreciate and embrace the anger because those are still your fans.
0: Well, I remember even having a conversation with Bruce Allen a couple of years ago because he got, with, well, several years ago now, but <clears throat> mad at a column that I wrote just about explaining why there's been an attrition to the fan base. And this was like, I can't remember what, it was like four years ago, maybe it was 2018, but he didn't see it and he didn't get it. And I kept telling him, Bruce, you've got to listen to me. Like I'm seeing it all the time. I hear from people all the time. And and you know the numbers were going down for the ratings and all that, and he just never got it. And I just don't think they saw that. And so I think there were steps even back then that they couldn't quite take to get there. But I also think at that point it was still like it's fallen off the cliff the last couple of years as far as people in games. But at that point it was starting. You could start to see it at that time. um Unfortunately,
1: no, I, I would agree with you. And I, I'm still close with Bruce, and I I was friends with. And for a long time and I, I think that was a mistake to not address why there was attrition yeah and to not address some of the faults of of what had happened yeah we understand what you're talking about and we appreciate that you're mad and we're working on fixing it you know and yeah it was always like this this doesn't exist you guys are crazy we're not we're great <laughs> like, well, no, clearly you're not great and it, it wasn't great when I was For a lot of the time I was playing there and I I, I didn't, I didn't understand it as a player. And it took three or four years being around everyone after that to start to kind of understand, wow, this is, this is different. Being on the radio and being in the media, you get a different side of it and you hear it in another way. And that's after six years there, it was like, this is just not good. It's not good right now.
0: No, it's not. And that's why I say like, and what these fans want is a team that wins, but also what they need is a quarterback. Um, and I don't know how much you like, how much of you, have you, are you still watching games and, and, and staying up on players and teams? So I didn't watch
1: as much this year. Um, it, it, I've watched all the playoff games. I, I, and I watched some football, but I, it's so, it's, it's so wild here because people do things on the weekend and they're out of town or they're in the mountains or they're hunting or fishing and it's something comes up and you're, you're busy. Right, so weird to be like I got halfway through the season. I'm like, shoot, I haven't watched like three football games. I watched a lot of the Eli Manning, Pate Manning Monday Night games. Well, that was fun, but I mean enough. I'm there enough. I watch enough to have a grasp of what's going on, but not like before.
0: Well, so if you watch like one of the quarterbacks, I always say one of the quarterbacks on their list, but he's we know he's going to be available is is Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's going to be on a few teams' list, and I don't know. You know, we'll see what happens um, with him. But what do you think of him? I think
1: Jimmy's inaccurate. I think he's lacks anticipation. I I think he's got a phenomenal release. He's super quick with it. He can throw a great ball. Obviously, you see where he has misses. So I think there's inaccuracy there. I think when you're looking through that potential – quarterback list and are they going to get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or what happens with Deshaun Watson those are all those are I would try to bet that process with all of those guys before Garoppolo oh
0: yeah 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 they definitely that being said I mean each of them are are big long shots
1: big long shots and you're still going to have to give up you're going to have to give up something for Garoppolo I'm not exactly sure it's hard in that trade process but it's at least a second Probably oh, a second,
0: maybe a second other pick. Yeah,
1: I'm taking the uh, the best possible quarterback I can right now, and the contingency plan if it happened to be Garoppolo is you, you do have to draft somebody. Yep, you, you got to go and draft somebody, and and it might be a second or a third, or it might be a first if there's a guy you like in the first. But you, with Jimmy, you got you got to get a guy. Like if it were Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers or. Even with Aaron Rodgers, at some point in the near future, you get you got to draft a guy because how long is he going to play?
0: That's that would be my concern with him. Is that if he's only if he's a two year guy, that's a lot to give up for maybe two years. And I don't know how long he'll play, but with him, it's like you don't you know I don't know. And Russell Russell's thirty three. He wants to play into his forties as well. So. Who knows? Um,
1: yeah, Russell's a little younger. When they, you'd have to pay Aaron Rodgers at the end of, I mean, you'd basically re- redo a deal. Correct. So I mean, I think you'd get him for four. But do you know if you're getting him for more than four?
0: The, the my analogy with like a guy like if you if they went Garoppolo and I don't like Derek Carr was also another one. I don't know. Yeah, he's
1: not leaving. They're not getting
0: hurt. Yeah, I don't. I don't see like. I know. I know. I know that like the, it was John Gruden who really wanted him to stay there. I don't think it was the owner. But if you're Josh McDaniels, you're going to go there. Do you really want to get rid of Derek Carr? Well, he, he
1: already said he loved. He already said he loved Carr. Well, I think yeah. I think Carr's a great quarterback. I think Carr Carr's a very good quarterback.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I'm
1: not suggesting that he's a top five quarterback, but I think you can win with Derek Carr.
0: Yeah, and that that which is why I think he'll stay there. And so that's why I always look at the Jimmy G's of the world because there's that mid tier range, and I wonder if it would be equivalent to when Kansas City got an Alex Smith. You know, where you get a guy that can take you to a certain level while still looking for the guy that can take you beyond that.
1: Yeah. And I, and I totally agree. I, I think it's interesting the predicament that you're in with getting a quarterback. And then you, let's say you get a Jimmy G, and you're, I mean, shoot, he took the, that's a well called offense and a well coached team with Indeed. a good staff and a lot of very good players. But Washington has good players. It, the, are you a t- 9, 10, 11 win team where now you're never going to draft a dude in the top right 10? It, but the, I think if you're Rivera it doesn't you have to. I, I don't I don't know if he's got the longevity to have another losing season with Washington
0: and not, look- find,
1: and not have found that quarterback and not have put that in place and you're like we're meddling around here with winning nine games.
0: Correct. I think this is, I think you, you know, I know last year, I think in their, in their ideal situation, like this year with what they had at quarterback, they felt like could you get to nine or 10 wins and then can, you know, buy yourself some time while still looking for that quarterback, whether it's this offseason or next, because, Hey, you got nine or 10 wins, keep building, then go get the guy. The problem is you won seven and the fan base is really understandably, frustrated and and impatient and so i think you have to do something this offseason but the problem is you're going to do something for quarterbacks like what can you give up for these guys i'm with you like if they got a Trubisky, a jimmy g or that level of quarterback you still to me have to draft a guy and continue to be aggressive looking to to either find that guy develop that guy whatever
1: yeah I, i i entirely agree yeah, I just think it's hard to develop a guy now where they're not practicing once you get into the season and they're not playing. And I I do, I think I think that's a little bit tough and I think it's uncommon. But the, you gotta you you sign Jimmy G and you, you gotta draft a guy and see if he can play.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with I, you on that. And, 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 and
1: even if you traded for Jimmy G, the, the drafting's such a 50-50 or less than that. Proposition, but if you got a guy that you think that, can, that you think can play, then you play him.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. And until that happens, until they really find they find that guy, like you know, Taylor Heineke, been a nice story, but I know they want better. And and you know, but it's it's hard because like look at all these teams that are looking for quarterbacks, and then there are guys like you know, what does Cleveland do with Baker Mayfield? You know, you always hear that Minnesota is. You know, they're always on the edge with Kirk Cousins but yet he's still there and said so, you know what I mean so it's just teams are reluctant yeah, to give those to find guys better up. than
1: that like Cleveland's yeah. not going to move on from Baker Mayfield this year they might no. draft a guy but they're gonna play Baker Mayfield this year he's just it's hard to find better than that it, yeah, and I understand that I understand Baker's limit I'm not suggesting he's like right. uh, some phenom but it's you don't just go get a guy that it's, there's not a store for quarterback
0: No, no, you know, it's, it's, that's why, that's why Kirk gets paid what he did. It's why Dak Prescott made what he did. I mean, and Dak's a pretty good quarterback, but like, that's a ton of money to one spot and it's, you know, but if you don't have that guy, then you don't want to be looking either. You don't want to be looking for that guy. And if you have a guy, you're going to try and keep him. So we'll see. So well, listen, Chris, I've kept you a long time and you know, I always enjoy catching up with you. So I really appreciate you coming on and, you know, and and I know people like hearing from you, so I appreciate
1: it. Come on, come on whenever you want, buddy. It's always right. good to talk to you.
0: Well, good. No, well, next time, you know, I'll get some I'll get some uh, tips for how to do drywall properly because I really could yeah, use that. Right. I need I have some work in the basement that I need to get done. And I told my wife, like I would do it myself, but I'm afraid if I mess it up, it's gonna be staring at me for years. And it's gonna piss me off every time and just taunt me. If I don't do it right, so I'm, I'm going you to mess it up. You just sand more. It's just more dust. I, I know. But it's, there's always like those little pock marks in there that I just like, where the hell does that come from? And it's that's what gets me. It's those little indentations. I'm like, I, how hate, I-, I
1: know. I hate it. Like, I yeah. hate it so much.
0: Yeah. So well, I look forward to see you. You need to get on like HGTV or something.
1: No, I don't want to be on TV. <laughs> OK. <laughs> I don't but want to be. I don't want to make news and I want to be on TV. I just want to hang out in my little hideout in wyoming
0: there you go there listen it's a pretty damn cool place to be so anyway go have fun
1: (laughs) appreciate it buddy have a good one
0: that's it for this episode i appreciate chris joining me and thanks to you as always for tuning in again head over to empire media youtube and subscribe to us there i'll talk to you next time